Hey, you. Hey, here's one of my favorite episodes of The New Day. Feel the power. Check out the rest on Spotify. It's a new day. Yes, it is. From a Zoom call emanating from Atlanta, Georgia, Lando Lakes, Florida, and some dead zone in Texas that has zero delivery food options, Uh it's a Memorial Day edition (laughs) of the New Day. Feel the power. Take it away, guys. Fair. Fair. You you ain't lying. (laughs) Just to give a little context. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, just so people know, uh, uh, Dan offered to get us all meals and have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Grubhub or whatever deliver food to our houses. And I said, well, where I live, uh, they don't really deliver food out here, uh, especially the food that we eat. You know, we usually have to travel for that or make it ourselves. And uh, so I was asked out. And here we are. You guys are eating <laughs> and I'm not. I'm sorry to hear. Yeah. What would you have ordered? Uh, I wanted to get... So there's actually a real nice... Um, burger place uh called next level burger and um they just make like incredible beyond burgers and then they also have like vegan shakes which are incredible and the funny thing is is that uh (laughs) when we go there uh the only time we get shakes for the kids is during like holiday season because they have like peppermint and whatnot because if not Every time we go, they're going to want like shakes more so than the meals. So right now they're satisfied with the meals. So we, uh, we kind of kayfabe them. You know what I'm saying? We, we keep them in the dark <laughs> with regard to the, the actual sweets and the goods that are at the at next level burger. But they're like, it's got to be like 20 miles from, from where I live. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't deliver to measly old me, unfortunately. So. <laughs> 20 miles. You're that uh, far from, from civilization? Yeah, well, uh, no, I mean, there's a little bit out here, but uh, as far as like, you know, vegan food, um, this is not the area for that. It's more so like downtown Austin. Uh, We are about like a half an hour, 35 minutes out from there. So, you know, if we plan on going in there, it's got to be like a a day, you know what I mean? And we just go and hang out there and bring the jammies for the kids so they can fall asleep on the way home, you know? (laughs) Fair. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big meal deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink. And you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite, visit 7-Eleven. Valid through 1725. 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early. Plus tax, applicable on large big gulp only. Participating U.S. stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. 
I know Austin is is different than much of Texas, but I like to think of Texas as pretty much just restaurants that have. I like to think that uh, you just have roaming cattle, and they you just have people who club the cattle <laughs> over the head, like in the streets, <laughs> take it inside and butcher up just just all beef. Everything everything on every menu is beef. You have cocktails with side with beef on, on the rim. <laughs> just everything is made. From, that's what I think of when I think of Texas. Is it olives? Yeah. Yeah. Cubes of meat. So what, well, what do you want on the menu? Uh, I'll take uh, three cheeseburgers. Well, go get them. All right. You, run out <laughs> you start clubbing the, the cows. Oh my Which god! Is not, I mean, I shouldn't really be laughing because it's really a brutal, uh, brutal thing. Extremely. It's a about, brutal thought. Yes, and and the industry, uh, the meat industry, and how. So I, I don't mean to make light of something that is very serious for many people, but sure. that is what I think of when I think of Texas. It's just <laughs> wild west out here. You know how it is. Pretty much. <laughs> and when you said you bring you bring the pajamas because it's like a trek out there, all I imagine yeah. is you guys in like a covered wagon. <laughs> carting back to your homeland. Oh yeah, put the kids in the PJs. It's almost sundown. It's almost sundown. <laughs> Just circle the wagons. We'll stay here tonight. <laughs> Hold on. Is, is there anything keeping you from having a covered wagon as your means of transportation? Mm. I could. If you wanted to, could you? Yeah. I, I want to look into this. That's a flex. Yeah. Uh, well, technically, like, I mean, you could almost put something on the back of, on like a truck bed, right? Like a tent or something like that. I mean, it wouldn't be the same, but... True. You could. I'm sure you could. People have like horses around here. Like they, yeah. they just ride their horses like up and down the street. In the street? So, oh, yeah. You could ride your. So you could use your horse like a car. Yeah. So if you hook up two horses to the the carriage, the buggy, yeah, the, the carriage. What's yeah. it? Okay. That's Oregon Trail, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to think. <laughs> so you just go to town with some horses and a carriage. Like, I feel Who's like that's. Stop you? Yeah. That's something that you should do because, you know, you're all about teaching kids about nature and how the world works. <laughs> You know what? Hey, you know how normally we go to the city and it takes 20 minutes? This is how we used to do it. I think it's very classy. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a handsome cab. You can get a handsome cab and roam around New York and you pay a certain amount of money. But oh, yeah. I didn't know oh, if what? you could just, yeah, a handsome cab is just, the, you know, a horse or two attached to a little buggy. It's called a handsome cab. If you want Seinfeld, there's a great handsome <laughs> cab episode. The horse is named Rusty. And I don't want to get into it. But anyways. Spoiler, uh, spoiler. Same. Yes, but it's called a handsome cab. <laughs> really? I never heard it called a handsome cab. Yeah, I'm not sure the derivation or again the etymology. I don't know the meaning behind it, but that's that's another discussion yeah. for another time. All right. Well, as we get into talking about something, I am Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed, and I am Kofi Kingston, and I am a man uh, once referred to as Biggie, but I was also referred to as Mister FCW Number Two at one point, very briefly. You know what? One of the things I do enjoy is going through uh, coworkers and seeing their list of ring names. And sometimes a lot of them are, are ones you know, especially if they had like a big indie name or whatnot. But you know, like almost all of us at some point when we started out had some, we just tried a real weird name. Do you guys have any like that? Did you have a ring name that you had very briefly or anything very bizarre? Nothing? I have no clue what you're talking about, sir. Oh. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so we all know about consequences. Is there nothing yeah. I need to look you up? It's, uh, it was, the original is Consequ Rashid Lucius Consequences Creed. Because I was told if I do end up getting a contract, then it's easier to take away pieces of the name than to add them. Ah. And they thought that I'd be with truth, so then we could be truth and consequences. But then by the time I came in, truth was gone, so it's just consequences. And they were like, oh, you're well. a boxer from the streets walking on train tracks. I was like, I, oh, what? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but the weirder one is my first one is, was, was Batman. You worked Batman? as Batman? This isn't on your, Batman's not on your Wikipedia, by the way. Yeah, people don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a deep one. 
so when I, before I wrestled and I'm in high school, I'd go to this wrestling show and the first time we went, they said, bring a weapon and we'll use it in the hardcore match. The organization, Ultimate Christian Wrestling, uh, the guy, Rob Adonis, is my actual, he's my trainer. He would use the ring as an altar. People would come up and get saved. He was a pastor as well. Um, but anyway, so they're like, you know, bring weapons. We do a hardcore match. Um, and we all that we had in the trunk was my friend's baseball bat, a wooden Louisville slugger. And so after the show, all the guys signed it and they'd come once a month. And so we go every single month. And then one day I was finishing a band concert that was on the same day as the show. And so I like sped over there in my like cummerbund and bow tie still. And I had the bat. And as soon as I walked into the room, it was during the main event. And the announcer said, oh no, the Batman is here. Because I'd always had the bat. And I, I threw the bat and the heel caught it and like used it to like stop the baby face. And everyone started booing him and booing me. So I'm there in a cummerbund and bow tie at 16 years old, like, yeah. And that's when they were like, hey, it looks like you want to do this. And so when we started training and then we did our first show, uh, I was like, I, what is my name? They're like, I mean, we always call you Batman, just do that. And so I just come out for no reason with a wooden baseball bat and then wrestle. <laughs> wow. What so, a gimmick. So there was a space between, it was two words is what you're saying. No. Batman. Nope. Nope. It was written just <laughs> like Batman. Like. Batman? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're asking. You're asking. Austin Batman? Austin Batman. <laughs> like, like a Jewish last name. Who happens to be a yes. Batman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but not like you mean, so it's no copyright. He means like, like a baseball bat. See? Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, see that? See that there? Gosh, I, I had a, so I think this was like my first wrestling match, like first official like singles wrestling match, like in the wild, you know what I'm saying? Outside of our like corporate or corporation uh, promotion. Uh, it was for XWA in Rhode Island. And uh, the promoter was Bobby Cruz, who does a lot with uh, Ring of Honor. I don't know if he still does, but he did at one point. He was like one of the head promoters up there. And uh, he was a real big uh, Rocky Johnson fan. So I came out and was like, oh, yeah, you know, Kofi Nahaje Kingston. I do this Jamaican thing. It's like, ah, I don't know. But how about how about Kofi Johnson? <laughs> I said, all right. So it was Kofi Johnson just coming out and, and, and doing my thing. I don't even know if at that time. Yeah, I don't know if I was uh, doing like I think I like ditched the Jamaican gimmick for, for that portion, which was weird because that's all I had known. But um, yeah, and I wrestled, uh, you know, Tommaso Penmanship, Tommy Champa, or yeah, Tommaso Champa. So um, yeah, that was that was one of my first matches ever as Kofi Johnson. And then fast forward to when we had Raw, and uh, gosh, who was the dude who was a uh, guest hosting from uh, NASCAR? Dude, Joey Logano. Does that sound right? I don't know. I want to say was- so. Yeah. So so he was the guest host and he had to say some words that involved me and somebody else. So clearly he had gone on Wikipedia to kind of like research, you know, (laughs) unfortunately, uh, Kofi Johnson was a moniker that was there. So he goes, (laughs) Kofi Johnson, uh, Kingston, you know what I'm saying? So it just kind of like reared its head a few years later. So, um, yeah, very, very strange combination of of names, which theoretically, I guess someone could be called Kofi Johnson. But I don't know. Just very strange. It is very strange because Kofi's a very Ghanaian name. Yeah, incredibly and, Ghanaian. And Johnson, like, not, not so much. Johnson. Is there anyone, <laughs> if all. you're listening to this podcast and your name is Kofi Johnson, please, <laughs> please tell us. But like, you got to prove it to us. Like cover up the pertinent information, but yeah, just 
Give us that name. If you're out there, yeah. There's got to be. There's got to be. I just can't. I cannot imagine you as a Kofi Johnson. That's very Kofi Johnson. Very you go out like like Rocky Johnson. You go out. You go out there and you you know you you're jumping around and you're, you're having a good time. All right. Yeah. Sure, man. Kofi Johnson, it is. You're the boss. <laughs> those stories are much better than mine. I can't even remember exactly why we did this, but this was. I had barely started wrestling, so this is either 2009 or early 2010. And I worked as Mr. FCW number two. There was, um, man, who was, he was with um, uh, Steve Lewington, is his real name. Yeah. Uh, you remember Lewington, what was his, uh, DJ, DJ Gabriel. Gabriel. So yeah. DJ Gabriel, he had a brief run on ECW, uh, WWE ECW, the WWE version, uh, where he was with uh, Foxy, he was with Alicia Fox. But anyways, I think he did one of those Loser Leaves Town matches, I'm assuming that's the reason but he was Mr. FCW. Um, so we come out in the hood and he has a very distinct body. So he wrestled in trunks, you'd see the rest of his body and he's cartoonishly jacked. Like this dude is, you can tell just from his torso exactly who he is. He comes around for some reason, I think the gimmick involved like strutting like a peacock of, of some sort. But anyways, I don't remember why, but there was a need for a Mr. FCW number two, which I, I came out as, and I wanna say there was either a third or fourth. And we only did this on, this might've made FCW TV, but if not, it was just the, we used to do live events too in that building on Thursday nights in Tampa. So yeah, this is at least, uh, what, 11, at least a de over a decade ago. But yeah, I think that was the only other moniker. I've worked under Biggie, Biggie Langston, and Mr. FCW number two. I think that's it. What, is there one that you would want to work under? Like if you could pick a name for yourself, just that you've had in your career, is there one that pops in your head? Ooh, I'd have to give that some thought. Nothing really comes to mind. But I'll, I'll give it. Do you have one? I'm trying to think because I've just always wanted to be Austin Creed like forever. Because once once I got the red, white, and blue tights again given to me by Rob Adonis, the first they were like, "Oh, you look like Apollo Creed with that stuff on." And I was like, "No, no, 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 I'm gonna stay the Batman." And then <laughs> they're like, "Well, when you call wrestling promoters and ask to get booked, what are you gonna tell them?" Oh man, how's it going? I've been wrestling for a year. What's your name? Batman. So you like have a cape? No, no, no. I said a baseball bat. Why? Oh. I don't know. Are you are you a heel? Because you used to say baseball bat. No, no, I'm the baby face. Are you a baseball? Okay. Uh, <laughs> no thanks. He's like, that's how that conversation is going to go. Like, you need a name. It's like, oh, okay. What about awesome Austin Creed? And then we were like, oh, ooh, we like that. <laughs> Got you. I like it. I did tell you about the time. Remember, I told you about the wrestling tournament where we could all. They didn't care about our first names, so we just had to have our last names correct. This is in high school, uh, and I was Clubber Ewan. And I think, I think that's that's a that's a pretty yes. solid ring name. It is. Yes, clubber, it is. Just clubber, clubber on clubber. anything is that's yeah. great. Anything that'll make you think about Mike Tyson and Rocky, man, bro, that's it. Yeah. Would you? You, <laughs> you ever played Donkey Kong Country? You know the uh, the pirate. Well, I guess oh yeah, pirates, yeah. But clubber, mm -hmm. he would like sell you stuff, and he had a very like distinct uh, song when he would sell you this stuff. Done. Oh man, I love that soundtrack, bro. Donkey Kong Country is a very underrated soundtrack, by the way. It's, yes. it's incredible if you go back and listen to it. At one point, I had all of them, like on my I iPhone or iPod back in the day. <laughs> Your shuffle. That's what I think of when I hear of Clubber. Actually, before I think of uh, Clubber Lang, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Clubber, for those of you who don't know Clubber Lang, first off, shame on you. Um, you need to go watch the Rocky movies. You need to watch Rocky 3, but watch them in order so you understand everything. Rocky 3, Mr. T, 
Clubber Lang, I live alone. I train alone. Like that's <laughs> come on, me. dude. That's me. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I live alone and I train alone. Right. Wow. <laughs> I'm not out here trying to take other dudes' women. You know, they're trying to take their wives or whatnot. But yeah. everything else is, is pretty pretty humble. <laughs> <laughs> well, your your old theme music used to say you did. Oh, that's true. Uh, which oh, it was wow. not. It wasn't the three ain't enough. I need five. It was the one before no. that, the NXT version. Yeah. So that one, why do I not remember all the lyrics? But there was a lot of braggadocio about taking your woman, which I didn't really, I didn't realize until it was either you or Breeze <laughs> pointed it out. And uh, I, I didn't realize that, but uh, I guess that was something they decided that was a part of my character. <laughs> my God. Your, mar- your marriage vows mean nothing to Biggie Lee. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you took those vows, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sent everybody on the call a picture of you as Mr. FCW2. Yes, sir. Yeah. This is <laughs> that was look. something. Oh my it was, God. It was a look. Bro, hands <laughs> on the hips. Look at yes. the God, you're just beaming, man. Mm-hmm. I Can't was. Be bothered. You're, about say, you're about to save somebody from so something. So sassy. My God. Yes. Like you're here to save the day, but you're mad you couldn't get your hair done first. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Hell yeah. Why are you so irritated? I don't know. Very, very nonplussed is the word I would use. Nonplussed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, man. But your boy, your mom, you know, look at the body wise, not yeah. too shabby. A little hit of abs there, some leanness. Mm-hmm. But this is me. I was probably about 255 here. Young, virile, 23 years old, <laughs> just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And then, you know, life, the world got to me, you know. <laughs> Caressing to do that to you. Um, but yes, this is uh, strange to look back at this picture. Yeah, I just wore a blue hood. And my God, I had a lot of respect for people who work under masks because it is not. And if you even, I'm looking at this mask now, I was like, why did I even have, I had some trouble, like, I was getting blown up. I was having trouble breathing. And there's a large area for the nose and the mouth. Yeah. I don't know why I was so blown up. <laughs> but man, it, it was, it was taxing to work under a hood. I actually, I worked, I worked either, maybe just the one match. I definitely worked Eli Cottonwood, uh, also known as Kip, my boy Kip. We, we still yeah. keep in touch. Uh, but yeah, I worked him. And I just remember it was a short match probably three to five minutes. And I remember huffing and puffing. Your boy was tired. <laughs> I was real tired. But that was back in the day. It's, it looks like stifling though. You know what I mean? Like claustrophobic, right? Like yeah. it's covering up all your pores on your face. Like That's what it is, I think. I think it's the yeah, covering yeah. of the pores that makes it difficult to breathe. Yeah, a lot That's of your oxygen comes in through the skin in your face. I don't know if you're joking, but I'm gonna run with it. <laughs> <laughs> I started saying it and I wasn't sure if it was a stupid thing to say. So I was like, I'll just finish it and move on. Uh, I'm not so either. Your, your pores open up so that you can sweat, right? And if they're closed up, then you get... You well, everybody can't. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you lose a lot of heat through your feet and your head. Right. That's why yeah. you got beanies. We're, we're doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things and I mentioned this before we started recording, one of the things that for, for me, I was just kind of on a walk and I found this remotely interesting because I don't know if we've really talked about this, but I think about like what goes into a move set and developing a move set. Um, because you guys always wanted to do this, so I'm sure you gave plenty of thought. It's not like you just randomly grabbed some moves. Uh, for some reason, on my walk, I just thought, huh, this is interesting. And I don't know if we really got into it because I do have, you know, it's not like you you do everything, everything that you do now in 2021, it's not like you, you were doing when you first started wrestling. You know, you learn things over time or the things you see. So I wanted to pose the question to the group. Um, just kind of what went into developing your move set, like how you saw yourself 
and just why you chose certain things that you do. And I, I often think, so I just watch back. I'm always asleep stupid early on Mondays. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just watch back. This is, we're recording this on a Tuesday. So I watched back. You guys had excellent matches on Raw. And uh, even just watching so much of the stuff you guys did, it's really unique, uh, even unique to stuff that you normally do. So I guess that had me thinking about movesets and whatnot. So uh, yeah, I guess I just wanted a little, little discussion about why we Ooh. chose uh, the moves that we chose. Ooh, a little insight. Yeah. I can go into the honor roll. Please do. One time I saw Tajiri slide into the ring, like on his stomach, but he rolled and nipped up to his feet. And I was like, <gasps> what? And like, that was just him getting into the ring for his entrance. And I was like, this is incredible. I've seen him before, buzzsaw kicking people. And it's like, but this, wow, that was really cool. And it just stuck with me for whatever reason. And I had been teaching myself how to nip up. So I think I was like like 13 when I'm teaching myself how to nip up, 12, 13. I'm just doing it in the yard. I set up a little bed of mattresses, like not mattresses, but pillows and blankets so I could build a little ring for myself so I could fall down without dying. Um, and so uh, I, once I got the nip up, I saw him do the rolling nip up and I was like, oh my God. And so I did it. And I actually, I used to have to do it with my hands because I'd push off and I'd land. But when I do it with my hands, my arms were up while I was nipping up. And so then in my head was like, oh, if I can learn to nip up off of my neck, when I do the front flip, I could clothesline somebody. And so I, I remember the day I realized this, I was 14 years old in my hallway. And I said, I'm going to call the honor roll because I'm going to be the smart wrestler. And I was like, I'm going to do that when I wrestle. And so that's, <laughs> that's legit. Like every time I do that and hit it, like the feeling of 14 year old me inside this like grown man body, like, ah! Bruh. It's it's real. You can see the you can see the energy too. Like every time you get off, like time you hit the move, you you fire up like crazy. <laughs> and to me, it's like uh, usually when you hit that move, it's pretty late in the match. I feel like I couldn't, I can't, I can't nip up like that. You know what I mean? Like I can go back and do it, but like to roll forward and like do it every single time and then jump into a clothesline off of the landing, it's very impressive. Agreed. Very impressive. Thank you, sir. Agreed. So I, it's funny you bring that up because I've forgotten about this, but it made me think back to, so I used to do, you know, in FCW, we would start our warm up, And one of the things that we would always do is those front rolls. And I, for some reason, I was really good at front rolls, just real quick and snappy. And I thought, let me find a way to just put some rolls into my offense. <laughs> and so we had this show. It was, I can't remember the venue, but I could see it in my head. It was like an outdoor show. If, I think they used to do like car races there. We were only there like once or twice. But anyways, I remember trying it on that show. Uh, I don't know what it was. Maybe like a roll. It might've just been a roll into a line, but there was no nip up. I could never, I could never kip up. Uh, I tried with under Bill DeMott had us trying to do stuff like that. And I just, uh, your boy was struggling. So anyways, it was just uh, a front roll into, I think, a clothesline. And I remember asking, like, I had AJ, AJ Lee, uh, look at it, to, like, give me an idea of, like, what it looked like. And I got back and said, hey, like, so, uh, what, and mind you, I'm really green, probably wrestling for, like, a year or so. It's like, hey, uh, you know, how did, how did that look? And she just, I knew immediately she gave me the look like, no, that was trash, bro. <laughs> that, that was real trash. That's trash, so that, so that, was, that was the one and only time I ever tried that. Uh, but yes, your your version is is much better. Uh, there's just way more going on and is real clean. You know what? I want to see I want to see you hit it now because I know you could do yeah. it. Now. Like, you oh just just, just watch Conan do it. If Conan could do it in the say, WCW yeah. ring, well, you can do it in a, in a twenty by twenty. I give up. Once I give up on things, it's, it's over. I shut my brain off to it. Like, there's almost there's almost like some trauma attached to it where it's like I I embarrassed myself <laughs> one time again. I can't do it again. 
So yeah, that's if you have a title, if you have a title match and you hit a rolling stand-up clothesline, like I'll lose my mind just from this conversation. <laughs> oh my God. It'll, look, it, it'll look so bad that you won't lose your mind. You say, what? Nah. You shouldn't have. You should have tried that. That's, that's what you're Ooh, yikes. You should have for that. <laughs> 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 we just text you. Yeesh. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but that, no, that's a cool story too because the fact that you came up with the move at 14 and named it and all these years later more than what how many years later 20 years later yeah 20 years later it has the same name and you're still doing it is is pretty incredible i'm impressed Quite thanks impressed. man i i feel like i got very lucky in knowing like exactly what i wanted to do because i feel like i feel like it's a rare thing to find to realize that young because you feel like when you're a kid it's like oh, i want to do this i want to do that but it a lot of times it's just like you seeing like it's like illusions of grandeur. Like, yeah, I want to do whatever. But then once you get into like actually trying to like do something like that, you're like, ah, I don't want to do this. Or you forget that's what you really wanted to do. And you kind of let society like guide you. No, go do this. And like wear a suit and work in an office because like that's what you should do. Like if you want to do that, that's perfect. That's perfect if you want to do that. But I feel like so many people get stuck in 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 that societal grind um, for multiple different situations. Many times people land in those because they, they have to be there. Um, but it's it's something that in my brain, even when I was young, my parents were like instilled in me, like, you don't want to say what if when you're 40, like whatever it is that you really think that you want to do, like, don't stop doing it until you figure out that you cannot do it or that you should not do it or whatever, like you're terrible, like whatever, but like exhaust all options. Because if you get to 40 and you don't like the life that you have, like, you're not going to be able to like, quote unquote, like fix that. And it's, and it's on you. And then that leads you to a different space mentally. And so like, that's always kind of been scary to me. Not that my parents were trying to like put the fear in me, but they're just trying to like be logical. Like they've, they've seen life. They've seen people go through this process and it's like, no, like do what you think you should do. I dig that. I dig that a lot. I, I think for me, um, kind of my decision to trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Cause again, I didn't have this idea that I always wanted to wrestle. So it's just kind of, I guess, a matter of like realizing what my strengths were and what my weaknesses were. I realized after uh, many uh, of my coworkers and Dr. Tom tried to get me to do a moonsault that uh, that was definitely not in the cards for me. So I realized for some reason, I maybe it's just like not having confidence in it, but anything where I was asked to rotate, like moonsaults, I was like, ah, that's not, that's not in my wheelhouse. But I feel like I can run for, for a bigger dude. I can run pretty fast. So I tried to throw in like some stuff where I'm running. So that's one reason I decided to use uh, the Ultimate Warrior Splash is because there's some good movement there. And also as a former amateur wrestler and being a little bit bigger, I feel like I have a good singlet body. So it took me some time before I was in a singlet, but doing throws. So I watched a lot of Scott Steiner. I love watching Scott Steiner. And for a while I tried doing, uh, remember he would do a, like a spinning side belly to belly? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I tried it a little bit. And for some reason I was doing it and my feet were getting all tangled up with people. I had a couple times where it looked good and I tried to keep doing it. And I know Spider, one of our referees, uh, always wanted me to continue trying to do it. But it's just like one of those deals where it looks a little, if it looks too dancey or feet get messed up, then you just kind of just abort. But anyway, so I decided like, oh, Throws is kind of my thing, you know, belly to bellies and being able to move. And then there were certain pieces I added like down the line, like the um, the uh, apron spear is something that came from Fit Finley. I remember I was working Fandango and I might have talked about this before in the podcast, but um, I just used to I always hated when people would uh, hit the post on the little spears in the corner because you see that all the time. It's like, when do they ever hit that? 
So I was like, okay, I'll be the one guy who actually does uh, give guys running shoulder attacks in the corner. And Fitz like, oh, why, why don't you just do that uh, while your opponent's on the apron? And, <laughs> and you just go to the floor with him. And I think at first I said, what? So, it's just a running spear to the, to the floor? But I think at the time, I really didn't have that much like stuff in my offense. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let me... I guess I'll give it a shot. So I think the first time I did it was with Fandango. I was like, oh, this gets a good reaction. It was like pretty cool. So Fit Finley is, is the sole reason. And all of you people complaining about me almost killing myself or almost breaking my neck, whatever it is, <laughs> put that on Fit Finley because he's the one who made me do it. Yeah, he forced he's me. He said, if you, don't, if you don't hit this apron spear right now, it's your ass. That's it's what he said. It's shillelagh going to find a new hole in your back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Finley. Swallows right next to him. <laughs> That's why you'll have beef. I get it. Wow. Yeah, no. Now you understand. He coerced you. So he did. And then uh, I'm trying to think. So the apron splash started as soon as we got, it was pretty soon after we got those LEDs. So the LEDs, there's for people who don't know, when uh, we didn't have the LEDs, the LED boards that you see on the sides of the ring, they weren't there when I first got on the road. I don't remember when they got put in. But as someone who is a lover of apron offense, like, like I said before, a whole match can take place on apron as far as I'm concerned. That's right up my alley. I didn't have any corner offense. Exactly. So uh, the nice part is there's like an extra, what, foot, foot and a half or so of room. So you can kind of, you can run on it a little bit. So I remember, I think we were working the primetime players. And I want to say that Darren Young was the first victim of the, the apron splash. And I feel like it looked so good. It got such a good reaction then. It was like, all right, this is a keeper. But I was really excited when I realized, oh, now there's some more possibilities because we have this extra room on the apron to run. So that's why the apron splash became a thing. Thank God for those LEDs and whoever decided that. Because there's, it can be done without, the, without that extra room, but it's... It's a little wider and I got, you know, I got those, uh, those wide lady hips. I got the, um, uh, the stewardess hips, which makes me realize whenever I, whenever I have an aisle seat and there's, there's a buxom stewardess, I just, like, God bless you. You got a lovely body, but your hips are just knocking me to and fro. <laughs> to, and fro. <laughs> to and fro. Just put your arm in. I put can't. Arm in. It spills hey. out. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. I, I, I've gotten woken up, jarred awake so violently so many times. And like, I want to get up and be mad. I'm like, uh, you know, she's she just walking. You know what I'm saying? She's doing her job. I can't be mad I at her. Just doing, yeah. You know what? All of you out there, I'll never be mad at you for that. I'll never be upset. Wake me up all you want. I'll, I'll never be upset. Oh, Look, man. It's, I'm not, it's, it's a great body type. God bless you. You know, you're curvy and whatnot. But uh, it's it's not the best for me when I have uh, an aisle seat. Um, but anyways, that's the that, airline's that's fault. The airlines, should, they, should, they should build bigger aisles. The this airlines is true. should build bigger aisles. That's a very good you point. Know? I, I put very it on easily them as add well. like a foot. You know what I'm saying? And the plane, the plane will still fly. Yeah. Come on. Anyways, uh, and then the reason uh, I do the uh, corner urinagi, we just stole that from Samoa Joe. Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. And I felt bad once he got signed and he was using it. And I was like, man, out of respect, maybe I should stop using it. But he never like, he never gave me any flat. Joe was always cool about it. 
So I said, I'm a, I think I, I think once I tweeted him, sorry, Oost. There's like a, I think uh, WWE might have put out a clip or something of me using it. And I think I just put sorry, Oost, and added him. And that was my way of saying, that was it. I'm, I'm sorry, man, but I'm going to still keep using <laughs> your sorry, move. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but not that sorry. It's a great move, man. <laughs> it is. It and, you is. know, I feel like, you know, Joe's a stand-up dude. Joe, I love, love me some Joe. I feel like, you know, if it was a problem, he probably would have said something or let me know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he was yeah. offended the whole time. Who knows? He's just waiting. <laughs> it's been five years. He, he hasn't just, apologized once. Not on once. He doesn't have the respect to come and talk to me like a man. Sorry, Oops. Sorry, Oops. Sorry, Oops. All the years I put in this business. Sorry, Oops. <laughs> but here's the thing, too, man. It was such a different time in FCW. So I, Joey Mercury is actually the one who uh, who suggested using uh, Joe's You're Nice. So he's the one that was... the heat. Pass the yeah, heat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Find Joey Mercury. Yeah, yeah. You can sue him. Sue him, not me. But anyways, it was also a different... It's so interesting to look back at the hiring practices because then... Uh, I'm not saying like I never thought Joe would get to WWE, but the the thought was you could just kind of take moves from guys who were popping on the indies or elsewhere because it wasn't like right now. I feel like we're at a period like if you have a real name on the indies and you want to get to WWE, you're probably going to get to WWE. But then, it, like 2009, 2010, it was almost a scourge against you yeah, to right. have a name on the indies or to have had a lot of success elsewhere and come here. So he was a guy where I was like, I wasn't really worried about him, you know, coming here soon and me having to stop doing the move because it just it was it's just a weirder, different time. And I'm not saying it's right. I still don't know this this kind of gray area about how to take you know whether you want to take other guys' moves or when to do them. This, this is kind of, you definitely don't do it if a guy is already on the main roster or if he's already in the company. That to me is definitely a no-no if it's, if it's a finisher or, or a signature move. But this is kind of uh, an unspoken little gray area where it's kind of just up in the air. Um, but then it was it felt like a free-for-all for guys on the indies. You could just kind of take what you wanted was the yeah. thought. And maybe that, maybe that's, uh, I don't know if that's a, a good thought, but that, that's knows? the way it was definitely. It was definitely like that. And so in in my brain, I was in the mode of like, no, I know somebody who does this move, so I can't do this move. And then it got whittled down even more because they're like, hey, you can't pick people up because you're not strong enough. I said, I bench 350? Uh, what? Um, so like, then it was like, you can't do those moves. So for me, like I'm watching everybody just do everybody else's moves. And I'm thinking like, man, if I do something that's like stealing from one of my friends, but then if I don't do anything, I have no moves at all. So that's why I was glad that I had the honor roll. And the reason it stuck around so long, yeah. because in my head, I, I worked myself into this insecure position where I just didn't do any moves. And now, now I'm doing moves from like people that I liked wrestling when I first started. So like, I do a lot. I do, uh, so Petey Williams would do this, uh, drape the guy over the second rope and then take off and then drop kick him in the back. I've always loved that move. And it popped in my head when, it, uh, whenever we were doing some random tag stuff and I was like, oh, we can, I, I can start doing this. This is pretty cool. And then I realized like, no, I love Petey Williams' moveset. So it's funny that we're talking about this because I just think like, man, he would do so much stuff that I cannot do, but I love this one thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna do this to, to kind of like pay homage because he's like one of the, yeah. my favorite people I've ever wrestled. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. (laughs) 
Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go. I was going to say, too, is like, that's what I look at it as. It's kind of like paying homage to like a cool looking move, man. Like so, some things are so cool that like if you can, you know, if you can do it, like it's just a tribute to the person who did it. It's not like I go out and I'll say, you know, I'll always kind of give credit to the person who did it at one point or another, whether it be on Twitter or whatever. The SOS that I do, um, I got from uh, Madoka, who wrestles in Japan, and he called it the Ron High. And that's what, you know, he hook and he'll do the front flip while the person does the back flip and they ended up in a pin. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, snap. At the time I was saying, oh, snap, a lot. So, <laughs> and then, you know, SOS uh, being being part of like the theme song that I was rocking at the time, um, I called it simply, oh, snap, alicious, which a lot of people don't know. So, well, SOS. No yeah, yeah. I didn't know it's different anything. What? <laughs> simply, 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 oh, so snap, alicious? Simply, oh, snap, alicious. Why? Yeah. Just because I wanted to, you know, synergy, synergy with the SOS and and, and the theme song and, and whatnot. But yeah, man, it's just, you know, when, when moves look like really, really cool, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily, because I don't mind if people take stuff from me and use it. People, uh, oh, who was doing, uh, someone started doing like a spinning roundhouse kick on. Um, in NXT? In NXT, yeah. It looked really good too. Uh, I can't, I can't remember who it was. I want to say, was I want to say you're right. But I don't. I could yeah. be wrong. I'm pretty I sure forget. it was. Was it Zach? Hers, hers looked clean. Yeah, <laughs> whoever maybe. it was. was really yeah, 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 yeah. Because she, yeah, she's she's doing the gimmick with like the uh, with the fans and everything now, right? Yeah, it is. It is Zaya. It is Zaya. So yeah, she, it, it, man, and she did it so clean, and people were like, "Oh, she's taking your move." I was like, "That's not my move anymore." She, she, the way she did it, the way she did it, I can't do it like that. When I do it, I, I got to lay out. I'll land on my stomach. She came all the way through and slapped someone in the face with the bottom of her foot and landed on her feet and turned around. Started just, I can't do that. That's not what mine looks like. I don't know. I don't know what y'all are talking about. But I don't necessarily mind, man. Like. You know, there's only so many moves to go around. And at some point in time, like everybody's got to do a little bit of something that uh, that, that somebody else does. So, um, yeah, yeah. The, the SOS was uh, Simply O Snapalicious from Madoka. Um, the uh, Trouble in Paradise, I think I talked about, you know, those awful vignettes that I had when I first came out <laughs> talking about looks like there's trouble yeah. in paradise. <laughs> Uh, when I first came onto the ECW, WWE CWC, Taz started calling it the Jamaican buzzsaw kick. And, it, you know, a couple of weeks, Jamaican buzzsaw, Jamaican. I was like, what if one day I'm not Jamaican anymore? I don't like this name. I better come up with something. I was like, uh, uh, trouble in paradise. You know, like when you're on the beach and, and you're having a good time and somebody's kicking sand in your face or playing music too loud, they're bringing trouble to your paradise. Nobody likes that. So when I hit my move, you don't like that either. So I'm bringing trouble to your paradise. My move's called the trouble in paradise. Real long, detailed explanation, you know? So, but yeah, it, it, it stuck. That's, that's a great finisher name. Yeah, it really I, I think is. It, it very it fits very much, and still, even when once you're beyond 
like the Jamaican gimmick. It still still works. I wasn't necessarily in love with, I came up with the big ending and I just kind of had, uh, I was, I sat on it for a while and was trying to think of something and didn't have anything good, but I was like, uh, the biggie, big ending. It's that's all I got. The match is over. It's fine, I guess. Just submit it. <laughs> just, They're asking just for names. Just, just, just send. I just I'm not coming just up with anything better than that. Just, <laughs> just run with it. <laughs> I think we talked about this too. You guys ever? Uh, you, you know, uh, Treehouse Lee, right? Dude from Florida who does that like spinning elbow off the top rope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My that's God. incredible. What a move. In what a move. Incredible. I remember posting about it. And that was the one where like I had posted because it was just an, an incredible I've I don't know why anyone has not done that. You know what I'm saying? Like just jump up. It's a it's a spinning elbow from the top rope and he lands it like perfectly every single time. Um so I posted it for the sheer fact that it was so impressive and so spectacular. I was like, oh, you got to steal that. You got to start doing it. I was like, nah, man, like that, that is so unique. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, for whatever reason, like that one, I was like, I kind of feel, I feel bad about that one. You know, yeah. that's, I've yeah. never seen anyone do anything like that. Oh, uh, so, I just saw it. I'm sending it to everybody in the chat. It's beautiful. It is insane. It it's is just insane. Crazy how gorgeous and clean it is. Every single time. And he's nasty in there too. You know, he does a lot of cool things. It's really cool. It's, it's, it's also nice. So like, I remember, and even, even now, so like, okay, so we had this, this match with Riddle and I don't have, I think my last singles match was with Cedric in like December or January. And then before that, I have no idea because I was injured. So I didn't have a singles match for at least a year and then to have a five minute singles match and then to have like a little way longer one with Riddle. Like I forgot, like, I know, I know when we do stuff in our matches, it's like, okay, where's the gif? What, what ridiculous thing are we going to do that can be used in common conversation and text? But obviously there's like some wrestling moves that get put as gifts, and it's like, okay, good, this is cool. I forgot what it's like to like do something that you don't normally do and other people perceive it as cool and then see the gif of it and you yourself go, oh, Jesus, <laughs> that was, that was awesome. So it's, it's interesting, but I, I like to see people get love for like doing something that was like technically sound or uh, dangerous and nobody got hurt. Like stuff like that is, is cool to me because we don't have people right now. There's no fans to, to interact with. So that's the only interaction that we have is like this weird internet barometer. But then at the same time, it's like, do you listen to this internet barometer? Because it's like not a good barometer at all, but so you don't want the bad stuff. You don't want to hear it, but then you'll take the good stuff. It's like, wait, is that fair? Is that a yin and a yang? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I love the uh, the gorilla press into the gut buster. Oh, it's man. beautiful. Yeah. Why, why did you start doing that? Because um, I'm strong. Probably, yeah. <laughs> no, I would do, so I used to do a TKO as my finish. So like you have guy on a fireman's and then you right. uh, fling him out to a cutter. But obviously I was like, okay, I can't do cutters because uh, that's someone else's move here. Um, but the the press was like, okay, I I, I can press people. And I'm not tall, so like if I have one, at least one powerful thing, quote unquote, in the match, then people will begin to perceive me as strong. So when I start, I, that's why I started doing it, because it's like, okay, cool, if I'm if I'm wrestling guys the same size as me, I can pick them up, then everybody goes, oh yeah, Woods is strong. And then I have more of an argument for when I'm wrestling a bigger guy to do like a suplex or something. So I'm literally just making an attempt to like climb this mountain of being able to knock down bigger guys and people perceive it as okay, because I've, I've that's been beaten into me so much that I'm not allowed or not supposed to pick up people that are... Uh, X amount of inches taller than I am. So I'm trying to fix that in my head, but also fix it in other people's heads. 
which is crazy because so number one, you don't necessarily I think a lot of people adhere to that. So you don't necessarily see, uh, you know, people with your body type doing those things. And then on top of that, like everyone forgets about your like singles wrestling talent. You know what I'm saying? And True. partially because for the first like four years of a new day, you know, when we have like multi-man matches, you'd still be on the outside with the trombone. God, I need that trombone. Yeah. But well, we, we, we have a third. No, I need I need him on the floor. So um, I think now like uh, it, it's it's refreshing to see like when I was watching your match last night, like even I'm impressed with the stuff that you're doing and I'm supposed to be the one who knows you the best. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just, it's refreshing to see. I think um, like not being able to, to like display your talent for so long has helped. And then on top of that, you've gotten like more talented than you already, you know, on top of the talent that you already had. So it's awesome, man. Seeing you with like the single stuff, man. It's just, it is very, very refreshing. And then look, you're looking around the locker room and everybody, whoa, whoa, pop, pop it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. man, that's, that's my dog, bro. That's my dog, you know? It's, it's funny to me that you're like, you're 20 years, like damn near 20 years into your career and you're still like the underrated guy that yeah, like, yeah. people are surprised is really good in the ring just because you've had so many different roles within the company. And like the fact that, you, and not just like, oh, you've been wrestling a long time, but an 11 time champion in the company, <laughs> a part of one of the greatest factions of all time. And people are still like, are just discovering, oh, wait, he, he's actually really good. He can go. <laughs> he can go. Yeah. But like you said, like Cope said, that in some ways kind of is a blessing in disguise because a singles run for you will feel so fresh right now mm -hmm. just because we have not, man, we've never seen it on the main roster. You've never oh, had no. really had a singles run. But that's one of the things that I did like about uh, doing New Day stuff because it took it took me a second to be like okay with uh, with the perception of like being like the little brother who kind of just like gets beat up all the time. But then it took maybe like maybe like six months, and I don't know if I ever like expressed this to you guys. Like it was like six months of like God, like I want to do stuff. I need to do something. Like they don't know me. Like oh, I gotta like show out when I can. But then I'm not allowed to be in matches. Like oh, and it was like it was a lot on my on my mental. But then after I went, after I got over that hump, it was because I thought, no, this is perfect. Because if we're a three-man group who can do all the stuff together, if Kofi and E are the ones who are always wrestling, we can we can do that forever. And then as as soon as I'm in a match, we can keep wrestling the same people for another three months because now there's a different match. I was like in, in my head, I was like, I I have to play this role for the for the group to work. And so eventually, once we start, because we always talk about peeling layers off, it's like, okay, so if we ever need to get to the layer of, oh, yeah, Woods can do single stuff, and then, cool, we have it. We don't ever have to get there, because, like, all of this is, is fantastic, but if we do need to break that out, oh, cool, this kind of keeps us in the in the, in the the limelight conversation, hopefully, if I if I don't mess up too bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and you also added more value uh, as a performer, the fact that, like, hey— I can be so wildly entertaining that I don't need to wrestle. I can play the trombone. I can cut a hell of a promo. I can do all these things. And that's just even, that's just on the show itself. That's not up, up, down, down. That's not all the other things you do outside the ring as well. But it also being able to add, like you said, it's just, just kind of putting more, more chips into your, your pile or just adding another layer onto your resume to just say, like, show you're a true entertainer, you can do more than just wrestle, which is really important in a company like this in WWE to show that you can do a bunch of different things and it increases your value. And also, like, we were able to, we were with the Usos, I think, for about five months. And to be with, to be in a feud 
And to have it only, in my opinion, it only got hotter and hotter and hotter until the culmination, pretty much. And the beautiful thing was, like, I remember, like, we talk about this all the time. I remember being on the outside. You guys have would have a pay-per-view match. And as much as I'm happy for you guys killing it, on the other hand, I'm thinking, now the next time I wrestle, I got to I gotta talk this. This sucks. What am I going to do? People losing their minds. This is ridiculous. But, but somehow, like, and that was the beauty is because we could have we could wrestle them for five months and only repeat a pairing maybe a handful of times, you know, not, not that often. It wasn't, and that's, that's the beauty. And I think that's what gave us and allowed us for so much longevity is that we were so multiple. And I love too that I love, and I think a lot of this was you guys too, is really committing to having double team moves that we don't share with the others. Like when Woods and when you see me and Woods, it's gonna have a different feel from when you see Kofi and Woods and Mia Kofi. And I love that. And I don't know how much commentary put over the, the names uh, like Muscle Bomb <laughs> and uh, Hops and Powers and explain, uh, explain those for people. So this is I feel like this is your doing most. I think you came up with either most or some of the names. So I feel like you should explain this. Um, okay, but yeah. So what I wanted to do, uh, well, I feel like what we wanted to do was make sure that we had as much versatility as possible. So uh, even just if it's just for us, which it has been, <laughs> uh, Kofi is the speed, E is the power, and I'm the hybrid. So we essentially come together, uh, for lack of a better term, we're the Triforce, right? We're the, we're the three pieces. So when it's Kofi and myself, so since I'm the hybrid, that means I can do sp fast stuff, not as fast as Kofi, but enough to where we can be speed force because you'll see a much faster paced match when it's me and Kofi. And you have the strength, um, which is the force as well. Yes. A little known uh, fact, speed force is actually like where uh, the flash, that's where they go and that's where they get their speed from. They, they, they possess the speed force so they're able to you know, run faster than anybody else on the planet. A little, little Easter egg for y'all. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so when we do, what is it? The, the hyper combo finish. So uh, for those of you, who don't know because no one knows this. Um, it's when Kofi starts, he snapmares the guy, and then I tag him, he takes off and he kicks the guy. Then I slide and clothesline the guy. Then Kofi does a splash on him. Then I drop the elbow. So that's like the hyper combo finish. But then the last piece of that is when we have E. So I hit the elbow, but E is already tagged. Then he takes off for the big splash. And that's when we add that, that extra piece to the speed force combo that's normally not there. But then when you see Kofi and E, it's hops and powers. So... E with the power, he can throw people. Kofi with the hops, he's got agility, so he can be jumping all the springboard while E is overhead and dudes. Um, what's one? What's a good example for one of y'all's double teams? Uh, the uh, afternoon delight is afternoon one that I enjoy. Afternoon delight, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, which, which I, I was very pleased when I, I thought of very, very pleased with myself um, because of the connotation of what afternoon delight knows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you know of what it means. Um, because of that, and also because I love that our names, I like sticking to the new day as much as possible. So a, a time of day or something that has to do with the day, I think is, is I'm really into. So uh, yeah, and that, that move is me. If someone is up on the second, that's me sliding under and holding them up for a power bomb. And then Kof coming off the top with a, a double stomp onto the chest as we all fall down. It's so good. What a move. It's so good. So yes. Um, yes, but we have to make up a name for the triple one of that because the triple one, which we never hit, which one day we will, <laughs> is me doing the backstabber to the guy while you're power bombing him and Kofi's double stomping him. So, so he gets compressed into a piece of paper, and I go through the earth. 
I was about yeah. to say you're out of your say, mind. You, you get you're you, the one taking the, the brunt. You're the one taking the brunt. Bro, it, everything. Bro, I guarantee you, every wrestling fan that's listening to this saw that in their head. They go, Jesus, <laughs> that's gonna be awesome. That'll be the Would last match. That'll be our yeah. last match. Yeah, that's yeah, for obvious well, reasons. Because like, you gotta go right to the goes. hospital. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're advertising his last match of Witch's career. How do you guys know? Trust well, us. <laughs> <laughs> Legs all just broken inside. Of, oh my god. Yeah, but um, I'd be looking. I'd be looking up like, hell yeah, this is sick. I bet you this is it. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't get the shot? What? You got 13 cameras in you here. You cut the crowd. You, you cut away. <laughs> <laughs> but what's his time? We can't reshoot it. <laughs> but now that makes me think of, I didn't even think, I was just thinking about explaining our, our singles moves, but now it makes me think, oh, why did we come up with like, I think the elevator splash was your idea. We don't, we don't have a fancy time of day name for it. I think we just call it the, the no. elevator splash. We never, but, but we should come up with a name for it. We should, if we, if we ever team again. But anyways, I don't know. You came up with that. That was your idea, right? You just made me sad real quick. Don't do that. You know, I'm just saying. Wait a minute. Don't do that. Don't make me reflect mid-podcast about possibly not wrestling with you anymore. Come on, dude. Look, I'm just trying to prepare myself. I'm vulnerable right now. I know, I know. Me too. Um, yeah. Because again, so so E and I um, are muscle bomb because that's this thick boys. Thick, thick boys. Thick um, meat. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of my favorite situations before we go into muscle bomb specifics was uh, the day that my gear bag got lost and I had to wear one of your singlets at the house show. Very pleased with that. <laughs> Very pleased with that. <laughs> you looked incredible. Uh, and then we did like, a, we did a couple, we took some pictures and you did, we did some Steiner old school uh, Steiner yeah. Brothers poses. That very much made my day. And I've been trying to talk Kofi into it for a long time. If we, yeah. if we get back to doing a trios match, a uh, six man again, I really want to see Kofi in a singlet. Uh, I got to see, I want all three of us decked out in singlets. Yeah. And that would really make my day. And the fact that you are even like remotely resistant to it is is very bothersome to me. Hey man, it very yeah, much I, troubles me. You you know damn well I don't have the chest. I can't wear you know. You would look incredible. You would incredible for the wrong reasons. Y'all be go. Oh look at Woods, always jacked. Look at Eve, man, that boy thick. What the hell is Kobe wearing? Why is he you know you don't have the chest for that. Oh my god, nah. look at his skinny calves. What? You're no, an amateur wrestler. Sir. You're used to it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get to choose the outfit. Just <laughs> see. Oh, you, you're going to look real good in a singlet. You could be an amateur wrestler. That's not why they gave me permission to do it. You could, you could wrestle in tights. They didn't let you wrestle in, in tights. I'd, I'd rather wrestle in tights. You know? Can I just wear my Put sneakers? pads on? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that, that is my dream for one day. It's that and all of us to come out in the... Um, the flesh. brown uh, flesh tone. Yeah, you know exactly right. where I was going. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and with with time, the um, what are the, the the duster jackets? What are those called? I'm blanking on the name. The long the trench word. coats. Trench coats. Yes, yes, yes. Trench coats and just the old <laughs> just flashing people. <laughs> flashing but it's nothing. You know, we're covered up now, covered, so it's all yeah. it's all acceptable. Yeah, it just happens to be exactly flesh tone. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. One day, what if we put them together? Flesh tone singlets. That's perfect. That's a great time. And people won't even really know that you're wearing a single coat because it's the color of your yeah. skin. You see? No, That's uh, perfect. But it's, it's mixing too much. You, we're not getting the mileage out of that that we should be, right? I mean, no, I feel like we're doubling we our mileage. From the flesh zone yeah. and the singlet. We can get, we can stretch that out. That's like two pay per views. You're trying to, you know, put it all into one, you know? Are you going to wear a singlet? Uh, I'm not going to commit to it. I'm not going to commit to it. I might, I might do it. You know, I like to get a good laugh every now and then. I'll do it for the comedy, maybe. Maybe for the comedy. Yeah, do it for the Maybe vine. for the GIF, you know? Maybe. 
But yeah, we do that. We also, do we have names for any of our moves, you and me, Woods? Because we also do the- uh, No, we say Backstabber Yuranagi. But yeah, we just hit just Powerbomb me. Yeah, we um, should come up with some more names. Yeah, we need some day names. So the day names that we have, so obviously we're New Day. And then we've got um, Midnight Daybreak. Hour. Oh, yeah. Midnight Hour, our original finish with the your big ending into the jumping DDT. Which is the one thing that I do with both of you. That is the one thing that we yes. repeat. But yes. and, and I'll do that with Kofi sometimes too. That is true. When we need to break something out. I liked it when we did it and we mixed it with my tightrope elbow drop. We did a coast to coast. Oh, was that with all three of us? Yeah. We went to six man? No, 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 it may have been me and the, me and you with the Usos. You did, didn't you? You did the tightrope into the into the oh uh, DD, uh, into ah yeah. that's gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. so E was far away, and I did the jump across. I mean, that was I remember that one feeling cool. Man, people being back in the building is gonna be wild, dude. Yeah, because all these moments yeah, I'm thinking of, it's they were dope right. because it was like yeah, yeah! right. Um, but yeah, so we got uh, daybreak, midnight hour, morning. Um, I almost said morning woods. Afternoon. The, <laughs> afternoon no, the we did. There's the no, no, no. There is a morning woods. Yeah, there is. Because that was in the tweet that I crafted it, but I can't remember what the morning woods was. I, yeah. The backstabber Yurnaki is morning woods. Okay, okay. That's yeah, what yeah, it, it is. Morning it woods. Is. Yes. Yeah. I forgot yes. about that. We don't use that enough. We, yeah, we need to call go back to regularly calling it the morning woods. Yes, morning woods. Um, but then we don't have one for the power bomb. Um, or the elevator splash. Or the elevator. I feel like you know we're rising, so this is not a good a good one. But I feel like sunrise or something with that. Yeah. It's that's just a start. Yeah. Let's uh, yeah, we'll think on it. But something you know, something in that vein. But we got we got some names now. Yeah, I shouldn't be taking names. the time to think about this on the podcast. Probably yeah. not. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> y'all y'all can help us. Y'all listeners can help us. So we need yeah. to name the one where E power bombs me out on the other human, and the one where I lift you up on my shoulders. Right, and then all y'all are named. Uh, no, I don't think Kofi and I have any names besides the uh, Afternoon Delight. Do you have any other specific moves? Well, the Buddy Toss. Uh, yeah. Buddy, the, buddy Dive, yeah. Buddy Dive. Yeah. Is it? What? Yeah. I, mean, I called it the wrong name. I am your buddy. You can yeah. toss me. Yeah. The Buddy <laughs> Dive. <laughs> this, this is, man, I'm rusty. Like, I haven't uh, yeah. tagged with you in, what, a year? Not quite yeah. a year. Not a year. Yeah. Has it been But a, close. Probably close. Yeah. Yeah, coming up in September, you know. When did, when did you come back? I came Which, back in September. September. I came, I, I, no, no, I lied. So I came back to do some talking smack on my birthday. Um, gotcha. And then it was like a month after that. So maybe October, maybe. I think you're right. I think October. Yeah. So yeah, October. Yeah. Oh, and for people that don't know, the buddy dive is when Kofi runs at E and jumps in the air and E boosts Kofi over his head like a break dancer. Yes. That is it. Six, I think it's 16 of our moves. So I... I learned something because I didn't know about the derivation of a lot of you guys' stuff, uh, your single stuff. So that was that was helpful to me. That was interesting to me. And I thank Same. you for, for sharing that. Shall we uh, fill some people with petrol and Ooh. take some petrol out of some others? Ooh. Go right ahead. All right. Oh, Dan. <laughs> Hello. Oh, my God. I'm here. Terrifying. <laughs> oh, jeez. Your, <laughs> your eyes are open so wide. <laughs> to oh, you're talking about my face, not the uh, video. <laughs> Okay, no. gotcha. Yeah, just, just your face. Just your He's face. To adjust this. I don't know what's going on there. No, anyway, no. hi, yes, I've got a gas up and a gas down for you guys. Are you ready? It is. All right. First one is coming from Raul and says, hello. My girlfriend, Faith, started a new waxing job a few months ago, but she gets anxious every day to go to work and fears that she is bad at her job, even though everyone says she is one of the best. Any kind words would be appreciated. Raul and Faith. 
Yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Faith, your man Raul, he cares about you. He cares about you something fierce. He cares about you something serious. And this man wants you to know that you have all of the experience, you have all of the knowledge to become the best. They said you're already one of the best. That means you're well on your way. You can wax and these people come away what? Smooth. Objective made. Because you make people smooth. They're out here rough, they're out there hurting, they're out here prickly, and they come to you. So you don't need to be anxious because you're making people's days. You're not just making their day. You're probably making somebody else's day too. Hey, hey. I'm done. He's done. <laughs> He's not lying. He ain't lying. Faith, uh, I, I need to ask you to uh, take a look uh, at your own name. Your name is Faith. Okay? So you need to have <laughs> what? Faith in yourself that you are getting the job done. You're doing it, right? I mean, here's a, a simple barometer. You, you take a look at your client. When they walk in, they have a whole bunch of hair on them. You get the wax. You put it on them. You rip that wax off. The hair comes out. You look at them, do they have any hair on them anymore? No, they do not, Faith. You have done your job. And they're telling you that you are one of the best, like Wood said, like your husband said, like Raul said. So just have faith in yourself, Faith. Come on, man. You're doing it. You, 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 the, you the best waxer ever. Amen. That's beautiful. I'm actually going to go with a non nonsensical take here and just kind of talk about, because this, this actually, this and things of this ilk, always hit home with me as someone who was often riddled with self-doubt. And it's wild too, and I realized, I think for so much of my life, I thought it was just me. Like, oh, I'm the only person who really just has very little self-belief and has issues with self-loathing and self-worth. But then I realized, man, how commonplace it is and how so many of my friends, especially some of my friends who are incredibly talented and I would read what they wrote or whatever their craft was. And I thought, man, you're, you're really one of the best at what you do. And then I'd hear them express the same things that I had often struggled with, with self-doubt and um, with just feeling that they weren't up, you know, up to par or that others were better than them in their craft. And I soon realized that so many of us struggle with these issues with self-doubt. And I realized that in so many instances, I was my worst enemy. Like I was, I was the limiting factor. I was the reason that I hadn't progressed as far as others. And so many times, and I've said this before, man, if you look around, especially in entertainment, if you spend enough time in entertainment and you see the amount of people who make it and are super successful and who have no business being that successful because they have so little talent, it's just all the self-belief. So I just want to encourage you as someone who also struggles with self-belief at times um, to, uh, to listen to those around you. To actually, I'm someone who will, if you give me a hundred positive comments, and one negative, I too often will dismiss the positive. Ah, they're just being nice. They're being kind. I will dismiss those positives. And the one negative will often stick in my craw. And it shouldn't be that way. So uh, I will encourage you, Faith, to uh, spend more time listening to those around you, to believe when they say you're good at what you do, to believe them, and just to, to continue to work on your feelings of, of self-worth and valuing yourself because it seems very clear that you are indeed good at what you do, that you are great at your craft, that you bring a lot to the table. Uh, so please uh, do your best. It's often for people like us, it's a, uh, it's, it can be a work in progress 
to silence those voices that you're not good enough or that you, you know, just issues of self-worth. So uh, I feel you and I hope you soon realize uh, how much you bring to the table. And I hope you start to see yourself the way that others see you because it sounds like you are pretty incredible, Faith. And you, Faith, you have officially been gassed up. Huh? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you put the gas in it. That's what happens when you put the gas in it. Well, let's bring it down here. We've got a gas down that we'll close out with. This is from. Hold on, Dan, you turn the lights off. Well, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, John Wilbur messaging me, being like, turn that crap off. <laughs> All right, this is a gas down. This guy needs it here. His name is Bound for Glory MD. And he says, he, by the way, his bio on Twitter says he is a rapper. So that is important okay. context here. Okay. He says, I just shot my first video and my nerves are racing even after the fact. People were jamming to it when we walked by and I'm still nervous about it. I think I need a new day gas down. All right. So check this out. Sorry. What's his name? Bound for glory. MD. Something. Did MD. we get a, did we get a name name too? Just a. Nope. Just uh, okay. bound for glory. MD. All right. So this feeling of nerves of being jittery uh, for me, at least they're always going to be around no matter what, when you're putting something out that you honestly believe in and that you want to do well, it's always going to feel like that because it's something that you're passionate about. It's something that you love. And so you know how much time and effort and love you put into this and you want people to feel that as well. But if you saw people jamming to it and they didn't know you, they didn't know the song, they didn't know you guys were shooting a video and they're already bobbing their heads, like, I'd say that's a good barometer. People are going to like this. So go ahead and put this out. And the thing that's really great about this is you said you put out your first. So the first one means you're only going up from here. So regardless of how much you love what you just put out, you have to know and you have to always remember your next one is going to be even better. And then when you do your third one, it's going to be even better than that. So as long as you're enjoying that process, then you got to, I think you got to put that first and foremost, make sure you're always enjoying it. So if you're enjoying it, other people are going to enjoy it because they can see, they can understand, they can feel that you love what you're doing. So those jitters, they're normal. They're normal. Just let them ride because they'll eventually dissipate, but just feel them because they, they, they're going to feel good as you keep doing it. Yeah. So um, Bound for Glory, MD, Dr. Bound for Glory, he's an MD, he's official. You know, uh, it sounds like you want to gas down because of your nerves. Um, I would say, especially like Woods was saying, since this is your first album, if you didn't have nerves right now, there would be something wrong. You know, um, when you're doing something that's that's special and that's meaningful to yourself and you're putting yourself out there, the nerves, they automatically come. I, I don't. So I, I know you requested a gas down, but I don't think you need the gas down. The fact that you have these these nerves is a very, very good thing. It means that you care about the product that you are putting out. And on top of that, when you see people bop into it, you see people enjoying the product that came from your brain, from your soul, all the effort that you put in to this. And now your purpose being that you wanted people to enjoy it. And now you see them enjoying it. You see them doing that. That's something, I mean, that, that should, it should excite you, but it should also make you calm too, because your mission is accomplished. OK, you set out, you had a goal, 
You wanted to bring happiness into people's lives through music, which is an amazing way to do it because we can all connect through music. And it's so hard to do it and to do it well. So the fact that you were able to, to, to bring smiles to people's faces and allow them to feel that, you know, just those good vibes, man, like the job is done. You know, you did it. So, so exhale, man, exhale. And, um, yeah, keep on, keep on doing what you're doing. Keep, keep the energy coming. This is a natural cycle. Feeling nervous, having nerves is not, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. So keep on doing what you're doing, bruh. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, uh, bound for glory, MD. I'm not sure if the MD stands for doctor or Maryland, because you could be from a town like Baltimore, where they say uh, weird things like wash. That's how they talk in Baltimore. It's a great, I love the Baltimore slang. So if you are from Maryland and they have, you know, God bless, you know, Jimmy's too, man. The seafood is incredible there. So maybe you're just from the state of Maryland. Maybe you're a doctor. Who am I to say? But I can say, and I will say that as someone who is currently pretty low energy, as someone who is in need of your energy, I want to stick my nozzle into your body and drain you of your, not in a weird way, I see you woods ogling me. Don't ogle me, boy. I, sir, boy. want to take, yes, boy, in the sense of, yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. So, Mr. Bound for Glory, or maybe it's Dr. Bound for Glory, I will say that your nerves are something that I want to siphon. Give them to me. Hand them over right now. I, I want you actually to take your hand out and to pantomime giving me your nerves because they belong to me. They are mine now. They don't belong to you. I claim direct and complete ownership of your nerves. Your energy is mine and soon you will be calm, you will be placid, you will be fatigued because you wanted me to just take your nerves, but I've taken more. <laughs> you should have read the fine print. I've taken more than just your nerves. I've taken all of your energy. So you are now lethargic. You don't have much motivation. This is what you get coming to us for a gas down. Sometimes you get a little more. And what you wanted sometimes, you get a little less. That's just how the cookie crumbles. Your energy, your nerves, your spirit, and in many ways, your soul is now mine. I wish you well in your rapping endeavors. I hope you spit all across America. Just uh, beautiful words wrapped rhythmically. Because now, your essence good sir, belongs to me. But uh, congrats on your career and all that jazz. You know, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure your raps are great. And you, sir, have officially been gassed down. Gas him down. Wood's got the stink face on now. Stink meaner. I don't know. I feel, I feel like I need to take a shower listening to that. You get what you get. You get what you, that's life. That's a lesson in life, you know? Yeah. 
That's a lesson in life. You get what you get, right? This is a free podcast, so I don't, yeah. I don't really want to hear much <laughs> from y'all about your disappointment and your gas up and your gas downs. You get this thing for free, and like anything that's free, you know, it's sometimes it's up to snuff, sometimes it's not. This is the off-brand version. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the New Day podcast today. Uh, if you enjoyed it, which we know you did, go tell your friends about it. Tell them to go listen. Wherever they listen to their podcast, tell them to search The New Day and click the pink picture with the three black guys' faces on it. That's us. It helps us out. And if you're on Apple, go ahead. Give us that five-star review, please. And, and, and you can check out our podcast shirt, which E has on. Ooh, it looks good. You can go to UUDDshop.com to pick it up. UUDD Shop is linked to Up, Up, Down, Down. My YouTube channel, go check that out. We're playing hella games. Also, check out G4 on all social platforms because your boy is a host. And check me out on Instagram and Twitter at Austin Creed Wins. Thank you, smooches. Yeah, and you can catch me on the Instagram at True Kofi, and you can catch me on the Twitter at True Kofi. You can also catch me on the gram at True Kofi. You can also catch me on Twitter at True Kofi, and the Instagram at True Kofi, and on Twitter at True Kofi. Thank you. That is beautiful. Thank you for all those plugs. I am at WWE Biggie on Twitter and on Instagram, and I am back to not needing any of your follows. <laughs> I needed you for a little bit, but now I don't need you, so I'm going to toss you to the side. So you know what that means? That means I want to see my followers on Twitter about like 800 something K, whatever. I want to see that number dwindle. Some people want to see their audience, their brands grow. Everyone's trying to do that. See, I'm, I'm against type. I'm swimming against the stream. I don't want to see my brand grow. I want to see it dissipate. I want to see it collapse. I want my brand to be demolished. That's what I'd like to see. I want obscurity. Obscurity is mine. Obscurity is coming for me. So WWE Biggie, make sure you block me. Make sure you unfollow me. Make sure you report me. <laughs> Whatever you can do to bring my following to a crashing halt, do all of that. I hope WWE Biggie. Bro, if you if you text us on Monday night saying that your Twitter is blocked, the account has been banned, I will lose my mind. Y'all, please. Oh my God. Just for the joke, because then people that don't listen to the podcast podcast will be freaking out biggie got banned what did he do oh my yeah. god what did he post did somebody screenshot it before he got it went away like that's funny to me but then if it actually happens now i'm gonna have to hit up nikki and, and i'm gonna have to try to get this thing back to it. it's gonna be a whole thing and i don't like extra work either so uh it's just a bit guys it's just a bit but anyways uh watch laser wolf season one is definitely on hbo max season two should be coming out soon so check out for laser wolf it's a fun show it's incredible i got other things on the horizon too i don't know what they are right now but they're horizoning that's a thing that's all I got. All right. Thank you. But really, report E would be really funny. <laughs> it's, it's amusing to me now. Uh, I'm going to laugh now and I'll cry later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>